It's Metal Shop here on 99.9 KISW, The Rock of Seattle. And the next, the band that we have here tonight has a coming out called Brace for Impact out August 25th on Nameless Grave Records. Highly anticipated album signed to an awesome local label. And they're going to be playing September 1st at the Spanish Ballroom in Tacoma, part of the two-day Sabretooth Music Festival featuring Yob, Ludicra, Year of the Cobra, and Helmsley. And of course, the band I'm about to talk to, Colony Drop. What's up, guys? Thank you for having us. Very welcome. Uh, So let's go around the room. Tell me what you do in Colony Drop, what your name is and what you do. Uh, My name is Ryan, and I play lead guitar. My name is Ben, and I play lead guitar. Wow. My name is Ari, and I play the bass. My name is Joseph, and I yell about things. And I'm Eric. I play the drums. So I noticed uh, that's not something you get too often is two lead guitarists. So that the dueling leads, yes. that's that was from the beginning was just like none of us are going to be rhythm. We're just going to be dueling leads. High speed twin lead. <laughs> I like time. it. That is yes. the motto. Awesome. Right on. Well, uh, again, um, so the record's about to drop. Uh, There's three singles out. We're going to play those singles here on Metal Shop. Uh, Why don't we get a little bit of the origin of the band? Um, You know, who started it? When did it kind of bubble up? You two. Me. You, Ben and uh, Joseph, were in a group previously. Yeah, we had kind of a, I don't know what you call it, a genreless heavy band uh, that Joe was doing vocals and I was playing drums in. Okay. Uh, with, with an acquaintance. Uh, messy. I would call yeah, it. A, messy, or yeah. The genre was was uh, half butted. <laughs> butted, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, um, so me and Joe are doing that. Uh, it's me playing drums. We have a guitar player. Joe's doing vocals. And then uh, I meet Ryan at the boxing gym. Okay. Uh, so uh, through a mutual love of boxing and grindcore, but not just oh, boxing, it's anime. Yeah, that's true. I was going to Japan, <laughs> yes, and I found yeah. out that you spoke Japanese. Yeah, yeah. And then, I, well, it was kind of a really serendipitous situation. Um, I, I meet him at the boxing gym, and we have like the same kind of interest in Japan and anime and stuff. And that that was cool. I um, was just another kind of nerdy guy like myself. Sure. I was like, oh, cool, cool dude. Uh, then one day I'm at trade, Trading Musician. That's right. right? I and about uh, that. I'm walking in and I see Ryan behind the counter. And then Ryan's like, oh, dude, nice PLF shirt. And I was like, oh, you like Grindcore? He's like, yeah, I like Grindcore. He's like, dude, awesome. I'm in a grind band. I'm like, what? <laughs> now we got to be friends. <laughs> <laughs> and then one thing led to another. Ryan was playing bass uh, with us for a little bit. But that band didn't go anywhere and kind of uh, basically dissolved. And then uh, just to year or so later we all kind of get together one day and joseph yeah. gave me a phone call and asked if i wanted to play guitar in a band that sounded like voivod okay uh you shot me a text it was in the middle of the pandemic i remember walk no, i was no, no. this is pre-pandemic, pre-pandemic. This is pre-pandemic. This, it's 2019 2019 oh, it's okay. pre-pandemic okay Summer, so right? i remember this differently this is weird so okay, i here's what i remember is i remember um that ryan and i were texting and saying that we hadn't hung out in a minute and we wanted to hang out together um, and so we started planning, and then out of nowhere, Ryan kind of gave me a follow-up text and said, "Hey, I don't know if I want to be the vocalist in Turian anymore. That's right. Yeah. Do you want to try out? Now, I'm not the vocalist in Turian. Your your partner Vern is. Um, but we had a conversation about me auditioning, and I decided not to. We we together decided that I would not yeah. audition. But I kind of ended that conversation with, but if you're ever going to do something else, like I don't know, something Voivody." call me and then i think it was like two hours later like i think i had a 
Exact same, he right? sent me this text. He's like, hey, I've got this riff tape from like eight years ago. Is this what you were thinking of? And I like played it while I was washing the ditches. And I yelled at my then. This is great. I want to sing on this. Okay, honey, whatever you want. Um, and, and so I texted Ryan back like, yeah, let's let's do it. And let's get let's get Ben on drums. And then group text with Ben. And then Ben said, I'd love to be in a band with you guys, but it's never going to happen because I don't want to do drums. I want to play lead guitar also. And I'm like, <laughs> great. We've started a band and we'll never meet a drummer. And then for some reason, it had to be like a week, two weeks later, Ryan texted me again and said, I just met a drummer. He just came into trading musician. It's a good way to place to be if you're going to try. It was how uh-huh. I met all of my bandmates. Yeah, he you, isn't in he a band a yet. Shirt. You were wearing you were wearing a Yacha shirt, and I was like, I know those guys. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that was perfect. I like. I just you had moved to, to Seattle, yeah. <laughs> and I was like really on the hunt for a new band. And I think Ryan just saw that in my eyes. <laughs> you were buying drum gear. I was like, this is suspicious. Yeah, He's buying, buying new drum sticks stuff. or something. And then he was like, I, I basically, yeah, like a, at the end of a, like a five, ten minute conversation, it ended in like, hey, you want to like audition for this? And yeah, I think it was, you know. It just worked out pretty quickly yeah, and easily. It, it felt very natural. We were, we were just on the same page. Yeah. I think it's because everybody liked, like, you and I were also trying to start, me and Ben were trying to start, like, a, a goofball two-guitar, yeah. like, knuckle-dragging grind band, like yeah. Magruder Grinder or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. We've just, but, like, we've always, ev- everybody's always kind of come to the table and, like, shown up front, like, oh, yeah, I like a lot of goofy stuff. Yeah. Would you call this band goofy? A uh, hundred and, er, yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. In a way, this band is really goofy. We... I would say that most of the time we're happy with it. One of us is laughing about okay. something. Yes. But it's seriously goofy. Yeah. It's no. Seriously goofy. I, yeah. It's dead serious. It's you know, the, like, the painstaking several hours of anguish of like <laughs> scrutinizing of, parts kind yeah, of goofy. A lot of, uh, yeah. Composed goofiness. So, Ari, how'd you join the band? Well, I'll tell you. Um, I'll you tell you. You do. So, so Joe, Joe and I have been friends for a while. Um, you know he's a he's a great writer and editor, and so we've worked on writing stuff. Yeah. You know, back and forth a bunch of a bunch of times, and he played me these two songs that were they actually had demoed the entire record mm. that we are just about to put out. Um, and, but there were two songs, right? And they were so. He he sent them to me via email, and this was twenty twenty, um, deep pandemic, and I was like, this is it. This is so ripping. You don't even know how ripping those songs were. Uh, Guillotine and Stand Against the World. They yeah. didn't even have Joe's vocals on them. But I was like, I didn't really? even know what. Not they, yet. No, not yet. And they were so. I said, I got it. I. I need in. I said, give me a shot. And Joe was like, Yeah, but you've like played slow music. <laughs> and this is like speed metal. <laughs> and I was like, Don't. I'm like, I, I want in. I can do this. And I was like, You, you know, learned like yeah, three yeah. of the songs <laughs> before we even said anything. Yeah,
of his bass recorded over our demos yeah, before we even out. met him. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> right. I had to win him over. I'm like, yeah, I want, I want these and guys to know. Ryan said, "Oh, he's in the band." Yeah, before we, we met, we him. were sold instantly. Well, yeah, but then I was like, I was like, wait, we made Eric try out. Yeah. Oh, no, he's got to come try. Like, it's no, not. It was a proper you tryout. You had already passed. Yeah, yeah but he, and then you, he literally just had to show up. It was like he came to the first practice and knew eight, eight of our songs. We like, had a he bunch had the whole of whole album worth of demos, and it was it's like it was so like a Robert Chahio like kind of exactly. That, that, that was, uh, that's very kind. So, <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, I mean, I just love the song so much. I Sorry, we even... couldn't give you a million dollars to join. Like, <laughs> I did. There, was no, there was no signing bonus, but other than that, it was exactly like Robert. Trudeau. No, there you but, go. Uh, the the signing go. bonus was um, was just such a nice bunch of guys, and I was just like, these guys are so fun and so cool. And I hadn't played. I've been doing solo music for a long time, and um, and playing with my wife. But again, we have a very. It's very different than being in a collective. Sure. And um, and playing with these guys was just like. You know, they every. I was like, I don't even know. I was telling my wife, I don't even know if they know how good this is because it's so good. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like, I, that's awesome. Well, I think at a point in time, I think we all kind of. I think this was like immediately before we showed you, but I think there was like a moment in the pandemic where we we'd been like workshopping this stuff a lot, and I think there was like a practice where we all kind of looked at one another, and this one was me, Eric, and and. Ben and Ryan, and I think we're kind of like, this is like good, right? This is kind of good, or this could be good, right? Just needs some bass. I think that happened. We almost did a couple shows without bass. You remember? That's that? right. We were really, we were like really figuring handsome. out. We yeah. were like, let's try and do it without a bass player. We were gonna yeah. get some, yeah, a bunch <laughs> of amp right. switching yeah. nonsense. We we're gonna get the the, the pedals, with the low end, and stuff like that. It sounded stupid. It sounded pretty bad. No, it would not have worked. No, um, no it wouldn't. But you but made the, it here. You made it here. But yeah. the songs were, yeah, the songs were so arranged, and so that's why it's they're being a little self-effacing, I think, with the goofy stuff. Because the truth is, this stuff was brutally arranged, and that was really what attracted me. It was like this stuff did have that voivod, yeah, you know, attention to detail yeah. type arrangement. That, yeah. that that was very attractive to me. That's awesome. So let's go into one of the songs, actually. Again, the band is Colony Drop. They're going to be playing September 1st at uh, Spanish Ballroom in Tacoma, the Sabretooth Music Festival featuring Yob, Ludacris' final Northwest performance with Colony Drop, the band you're listening to, Year of the Cobra, and Helms Ali. Again, that's September 1st at the Spanish Ballroom. You can order your copy of Brace for Impact, whether it's on CD, on vinyl. Uh, you can download the album on Bandcamp, pre-order it, whatever you do. Check out this band. Again, it's Colony Drop. We're going to go into the song. Colony Drop off the album Colony Drop Brace for Impact by Colony Drop <laughs> anything you want to say about this song? Well, what's to say guys this is our uh, Megadeth side song a lot of Megadeth Megadeth and Death side uh, were probably the biggest nice. really, I, I, I was delighted that they allowed uh, that the band allowed the entire record to begin with a bass solo that is literally yes. The, yes. Except Joe says Brace for Impact the name yeah. of the record mm -hmm. and then there's a bass solo but we also talked a lot about how great it would be to have the first song on the record be the name of the band because obviously with Black yeah, it's like the best yeah. way. It's like yeah. there's really no better. Yeah, an introduction to an introduction. Right. <laughs> yeah. have, if you could somehow name the first song the name of your band, like that's what's better. Let's go. Yeah. Well, let's jump into it. It's Colony Drop, Brace for Impact by Colony Drop. It's Metal Shop here on the Rock.
Ron Metal Shop. It's 99.9 KISW, The Rock of Seattle. So uh, give me the rundown of the the idea of this band because it seems like a all-encompassing like sci-fi deal. Is that true? Is there is there, is there kind of like uh, all-encompassing like – you know, stories throughout the albums, or is it more just the idea of a, a cyber thrash? <laughs> um, so, um, there is no over. It's not a concept album. Yeah, there yeah, is no overarching. What I was trying to theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, I'd say there's. Um, you know, I have my things that I was interested in when I was writing the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we. We, many of us in the band, as previously stated, share an interest in um, uh, Japanese animation, yeah. right? Especially like the, the classic stuff. Um, the band's named after an instant from Mobile Suit Gundam, which is like a beloved long-going series. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we're all into Akira, things like Neon Genesis Evangelion. Some of us stuff like that, right? Fist of the North Star, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, things like this, right? Um, and I'm also I'm a sci-fi novel nerd myself, and so it seemed really um, intuitive to just start folding those things into the lyrics. Yeah. Um, and and my basic approach when I started writing things was to try and find something at the core that was like emotional or like a commentary about society and then kind of kind of laid inside the apple right like wrap it in like the sweetness of like the sci-fi aesthetic and so that's that was the approach on this record because there's some vaguely political like not vaguely like it's pretty overt yeah guillotine standing against the world yeah other songs too I'm not the first person to say the words "bring back the guillotine." In the- <laughs> um, hopefully, I'll be the last, yeah. <laughs> and there will be no more Twitter after that. Yes, I would say you mean that- X? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would say the patient that, X era. The, the sci-fi thing was even musically like the whole entity was was from there from the get-go as well. I think so. We've always like the music. I think reflects a lot of that kind of like opening theme songs from cartoons or Mm -hmm. video game music almost too. It's it's always kind of veiled in there's a, we kind of live in a, a a metropolis of the future sort of. So it's, it's even the the album art is like, it -hmm. it kind of feels like a classic comic book. uh, Yeah. Cover. Big explosions and everything. Absolutely. It's like, it's like one, like story starts at the beginning, but but to me, like your lyrics, there is some, it's not like they're connected, but there's thematic things that are. Yeah, they're they're, they're in a, it's an anthology. The story, exactly. the story is told by the same voice. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's what I think. I think that's true, and I, I guess I'd also want to say, you know, like there's there's a long history of bands that like you know mine like classic fantasy for lyrics. Like, yeah, there's a million black metal bands that like do Tolkien and stuff. Um, you know, of course, we love High on Fire. High on Fire like does a lot of Conan the Barbarian type stuff, and I like that. But mm-hmm. when I was twelve. And getting into metal, I wasn't reading Conan the Barbarian. I was watching Gundam Wing. Okay. So, like, it just seemed natural to me that if this is stuff that makes me feel like I did when I was 12 and I first heard Painkiller, mm-hmm. 
then I would like go to like the imagery that was in my brain at that point in my life. That's a big that Rob. Rob was I mean the Sentinel. Yeah, the, the one like talk that's about like sci-fi. progeny. Yeah, that's yeah. He's hard sci-fi with the Exciter, Exciter, Electric Eye, all of it. He's, Metal Gods. Yeah, yeah it seems cool. it, it seems very natural to me f- to do this. Um, although I'm, I'm aware it's not the most normal thing in the world. So there's a couple things I want to – so I'm looking at the record. It's beautiful, by the way. Shout out to Matt Sticker. Yep. Matt Sticker, incredible yep. artwork. Looks He's like literally insane. a comic book, uh, like old-school looking comic book from the 80s or something. Um, Little to no direction also. He just beautiful. He just nailed it. <laughs> beautiful vinyl. Um, but you guys recorded at The Unknown up yeah. in Anacortes. So tell me about that experience because it's uh, from all – accounts it's just a cool cool ass experience so, it's, a, uh, it's an abandoned church mm-hmm. that's uh, turned into a to a recording studio it's an old croatian church wow <laughs> and uh i had recorded there with my other band turian and had a tremendous experience because nick wilbur the guy who runs it is just he's a gym a fantastic super super great guy um it's haunted mm-hmm. it is very haunted <laughs> yeah. we didn't particularly have any experiences but mm. it's got a really, really great energy, and it's not a. M- I mean, I think that a handful of metal bands have Sumer- recorded there. Sumer recorded yeah. there, and Death I do Cave believe did. Death Cave. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but it's, it's not. It's not. You know, and we might be giving away our little secret treasure yeah, yeah, here. I would love for I would love for Nick to get tons more business if yes. at all possible. It's yeah. it's out in Anacortes. It's yeah. a stone's throw away. It's a fantastic. He's done some punk town. bands and yeah. some yeah. you know some local rock bands and stuff. But He's yeah, just got so. amazing ears. Their gear collection. There now we're really trying to get to an advertising for the <laughs> yeah. unknown because it's hey be. it's we amazing. should yeah. Um, and uh, and I remember just you know I was talking to some friends who recorded there and they're like oh yeah it's just such a great vibe and there's timpani and all this stuff. Mm. Oh, he had a Mellotron, oh, pardon yeah. my language, but he had a real deal Mellotron that I got to touch, you know, right? that's like... The amount of amps yeah. and, like, just vintage stuff, it's just really, you're just, it's like a kid in a candy store kind of situation. Oh, awesome. yeah. <laughs> yeah, he had this killer old Guild guitar, yeah. and I was playing with it so much that I wrote a song that for be- the record. became heartfelt, We, we right? have an yeah. interlude right. on the record the that I wrote, yeah, but... Yeah. Because the guitar was so cool. You guys yeah. played acoustic. Yeah. Guitar kind of reinvented this, what was yeah. this sort of almost Metallica-ish yeah. double lead like, yeah. electric thing turned into this sort of acoustic. It's, it's now it's our walk-on music. Now it's our walk-on yeah. music, yeah. <laughs> it's such an amazing atmosphere in that show. Um, you know, especially when we're playing the drums or we're getting that uh, echo throughout the room. But I think, like, being there, you're just, uh, you feel um, like you can be really creative and kind of isolated from the world. I think that's why Heartfelt kind of did because we were feeling, we were really feeling it uh, at mm-hmm. that time. And so it's a really nice addition to the album and I yeah. think it's a great segue to the second half uh, of the record. Yeah, that's awesome. Like yeah. Palette cleanser. It's, also, it's really big for a studio. Like when you go to yeah. a studio, I know you expect kind of like a big tracking room, but it's just a big empty church and you wow. kind of feel free. And yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's vacation y. It's huge. awesome. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. How long did you guys. Uh, Go up there for four days. Four, four days. days. Cool. Sure. Two weekends. Awesome. Um, two. We got the drums, bass, and vocals done all there. Yeah, very it's cool. Really, it was very kind of just like, again, these guys had, before I even before I even showed up, the whole record had been demoed. Yeah. So yeah. These, this was really an execution kind of thing. makes an, a good excuse to go up to Anacortes and sure. see that beautiful. You know, I mean, yeah. we're so so lucky for the the richness and the in the beauty of the Northwest here. We're getting very roomy here right now you know <laughs> let's burn some incense um 
Again, uh, they're going to be playing September 1st at the Spanish Ballroom in Tacoma with uh, Yab, Ludicra, Year of the Cobra, Helms Ali, and of course, Colony Drop. What a list. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Gonna be a hell of a show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We were, we were like, "This is crazy." We didn't even. It was. We heard about it like a couple months ago. Like there were murmurs of this, and we kept. I kept asking Joe, "Is this a is this a thing?" Is this, a like, real, is this really a thing? <laughs> Stop. The less we talk about it, the like more the better happen. it'll feel if it happens. Is it sold out? No. Okay. Well, now we're recording this. I'm going. So I don't. I don't. It's a Friday. All it's, right. It's a Friday. It's a really Friday, good. September. Okay. Going. Good times. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, right on. Okay, so my question for you guys: What got you into metal? You know, what was not everyone was born with a freaking Brujeria CD. You know, uh, <laughs> what uh, what was your first kind of foray into it? Whether it was you know some radio rock bands or an older brother gave you a Pantera CD or something. What was it? So yeah, we'll start with you, my, man. My dad was always like. Hmm an appreciator of music across the board like cool. i can remember more than anything like growing up and uh awesome. journey yeah but um he would while like my brother i come from a, a a family of athletes and while we were working out i would hear um you got another thing coming nice multiple uh. times every single day and for the longest time i absolutely hated judas priest for that reason i didn't want to <laughs> i couldn't think of i couldn't think of my dad sitting in a recliner while I was working out, like pumping music at me, you know, like, but, uh, I, I just always heard metal growing up and I wanted to, I got a guitar when I was 11 and I realized that playing it fast was the most fun thing to do. There you so go. it was, it was whiplash or nothing. That's awesome. Yeah. And how uh, about you, man? For me, um, you know, when I was, a, I, I think I started playing drums and guitar when I was around 10 or 11. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got into like the kind of epitaph label yeah punk rock yeah uh, skate know, punk yeah skate punk um but uh i think the defining moment was uh when um i was i was like probably in sixth grade and uh my big sister had some friends over who were like these you know skater dudes uh and i was playing grand theft auto 3 right right when it came out uh-huh. on ps2 and they like they stopped hanging out with my sister and started hanging out with me i was like cool like older 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 bros kind yeah of gonna hang out with me They're like hey you want to like sure so i think some of the first metal that I heard that changed my life is well one band we talked about earlier that we can't say on the A X C X was one of those macabre cannibal corpse and when I heard this music and it's like you know extreme grind core death metal and I'm like 10 or 11 years old the first thing I could do only thing I could do was like burst out in laughter like yeah. this is this is insane and I was kind of obsessed with this like extreme music that's like no holds barred and I couldn't even I wasn't sure if they were being serious but at the same time, like when you hear music like that, you don't really know what's going on and you want to kind of figure it out. Yeah. So that just kind of like lit the fire of me getting interested in just crazy music. I already liked fast music and then mm-hmm. I never heard anything fast like that, but also kind of ridiculous too. On sure. So that's kind of my... It opinion. brought you in. You're like, I got to know about what, what the hell is going on <laughs> Either here. the worst or the best introduction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say it turned out pretty good though. Yeah. So. Ari, there's, how about you, man? What I'm, got you into, you know, I, heavy I'm, music? I'm generationally older than these guys. And, um, but the stuff that I, uh, that really got me excited about, about music when I was a kid, like Van Halen and ACDC, um, is also stuff that, <laughs> and, and Sabbath, uh, things that these guys like too. Uh, you know, I had master of puppets on cassette and um i remember listening to it and being scared that if my dad heard 
really <laughs> angry, and he would take it away because it was just. I thought it was just so incredibly bludgeoning and and gnarly. And now and then, of course, quickly I realized that it was not. There was there was harder and faster sure. and stuff. But at the I time, kept, I, I kept, at yeah. the time, it was really it was gnarly. But I loved, um, you know, I, I loved Anthrax as a young person. Mm-hmm. I remember I, I could not get enough of them. I loved Megadeth. Um, and all and all kinds of stuff that we all kind of all like too. It's funny. There was a band that I loved when I was young. Um, yeah, we, we all oh, like yeah. Prong, and it's funny yeah. I it's like generationally. I'm like, how do you? I remember jamming with you guys. I'm like, how do you even know Voivod and Prong? I was telling. I saw Prong, Voivod, and Soundgarden play at the Stone. That's so incredible in, in San Francisco. That was so, that was I've the bill. Never been more jealous of a show. It was, it's was so bill. envious. That's crazy. That was the bill. Voivod headline and Soundgarden were in the middle, and Prong were the openers, and it was. And it's funny that those, like Voivod are still really relevant. To yeah, that would be to totally our, inverse nowadays. It would be like Soundgarden <laughs> headline, Pro- yeah. Voivod opens. Yeah, yeah. In the yeah. Middle. yeah. so funny. But yeah, no, I, I always liked that. And I just got into uglier and uglier stuff as I got nice. older. Awesome. And Joseph, how about you, man? Got, what got you into metal? Okay, so when I was, I think, I think it had to be, I had to be like eleven or twelve. Mm-hmm. There was a, a kid in, in he was older than me he was like and i thought that was cool and he's like hey you want to come to my house after school and play legacy of kane's soul yeah and i was like hell yeah it's a vampire game my parents won't get anything that's meaner than super mario world let's go play with some vampires and he's like yeah this game's great but the music um is only okay so i'm just gonna play a cd and i just like just starts like amping up this music like the, it's like the most energetic thing i'd ever heard i'm like what the what on earth is this what is this and he's like it's just metallica dude it's just center sandman <laughs> what? and i'm like i'm like my parents are like scared of this band they won't like let me listen to this man he's like this is not that hard yeah <laughs> but like you seem really into it so like we can keep listening to metallica if you want like you're like really into doing that so like at, at a certain point in time i kind of stopped playing soul reaver and was just kind of bopping in the in the computer chair that's awesome and um it's all been bad decisions from there and now you know you you help run a fest northwest tire fest you write uh for decibel magazine you sing in a metal band so obviously that song made an impact on you man uh, singing is maybe a little uh, you're being very generous you and I scream appreciate it. or, or, or I yarl you sing more than most mm-hmm. folks nowadays now these days know. yes I'm working on I, doing even more melodies purposes, we can call it singing terrorize singing yes notes. there are notes Bark. under the note he barks note, yeah. note machine you can see the notes and last but not least what, what, what got you in a you know so heavy I, music I'm one of those kids that had a dad that thought it was a good idea to take some headphones and put it up Put it up to my mom's pregnant belly okay. and play like Black Sabbath, nice, and, like Child in Time by Deep Purple, awesome, and uh, and yeah, like as I grew up, he basically like rocker in the womb. Yeah, uh-huh. he, he he fed me a steady diet of classic rock and like hard rock and you know like a lot of '90s stuff like Metallica and. Are you yeah. from the Seattle? I'm from New Jersey originally. Okay, cool. Um, None of us are from here. But yeah, yeah, it, okay. yeah, it just kind of, you know, it, it evolved as I got older. I was, like, on the hunt for things that sounded crazier and more extreme and faster and weirder. And I got really into, like, a lot of prog rock, too, like King Crimson. Mm-hmm. 
and yes and yeah it's just just a fan of music in general nice yeah. everyone here those are those are kind of not so secret influences sometimes oh, that's sometimes awesome. the frog rocks yeah <laughs> That's all. Okay, well, you know what? We're nerding out about music. Let's nerd out about the actual music that we're talking about. Colony Drop, again, Brace for Impact is the name of the record. You can order it, uh, and you can uh, have it in time for the show at September 1st at Spanish Ballroom in Tacoma. Saber Festival with Yab, Ludacra, Year of the Cobra, Helmsley, and the band uh, we're talking to right now. The album available on the Colony Drop or Nameless Grave Bandcamps. You can check it out there. Uh, there's a link in the description. And we're going to go into Stand Against the World. Anyone want to say anything about this one or let the music speak for itself? This is a JoJo reference. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. All right, let's get into it. It's Colony Drop here on Metal Shop. shop here on we have colony drop in studio Woo! 
They're going to be playing uh, a big gig, Spanish Ballroom in Tacoma, Sabretooth Music Festival, Yob, Ludicrous, Colony Drop, Year of the Cobra, Helmsley. As of the time we speak, it is not quite sold out. It is a hot ticket, though. It probably will sell out, so so get yours while you still can. And uh, get your album while you still can. Brace for Impact out August 25th on Nameless Grave. You guys are a Northwest band. You guys haven't all grown up here in the Northwest, but you're a Northwest a very strong, rich history of, of music from um, let's go around the room. Tell us what your favorite, you know, Washington State bands of all time are. Let's, let's start with you. Then. <laughs> start with Eric. Well, yeah, I didn't have to think too hard about this. I love Alice in Chains. Awesome. And yeah, easy answer. Cool. Right on, Joseph. I, look, I I want to say Jimi Hendrix. That's kind of a cheap, but that doesn't that isn't true. I I want to say Metal Church, even though I love that band, but that isn't true. Um, it's also Alice in Chains. It's, okay, I, Dirt's a perfect album. I want to say Queensrÿche. Operation Mindcrime is like probably like my second favorite record, but it's it's I just Alice in Chains. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> The amount of amazing it. music from this region is mind-blowing yeah. to me. I, I had a Mudhoney t-shirt in high school. I was obsessed with sub-pop stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go for a twofer because I want to be cool. Yeah. <laughs> Soundgarden because those, I think those early those records are really important. And also Carp. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, that's my hipster. I had, uh, that was my, my inner hipster. Had to throw one of the heaviest. One of the heaviest. They were dude. so heavy. Underrated still. And, oh my and God, our yeah. bassist is the coolest one. And those guys from Big... And then they went on to do Big Business, big business. which is yeah. freaking awesome. A, yeah. Oh, man. So I wasn't thinking Washington State when... Oh, yeah, it's okay. We can just say, yeah, Northwest. So I, I grew up around Portland. Yeah. Uh, I'm from Oregon City, but I grew up around Portland. And the band that really changed my life is from there. Uh, Nelt Rote. Oh, yeah. Nelt yeah. Rote? Nelt Rote. Uh, just this really grimy, um, kind of noisy, grindy, death metal-y band that was kind of preceded the whole war metal thing that kind of came out and it's just the 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 way they played their shows uh I, I saw them numerous times in portland it was like they start and it's just a non-stop assault of noise and blasts and like noisy solos and um you know three vocalists at, at a time sometimes does uh, charlie too, yeah. who plays in um sissy spacek now uh-huh. down in la um uh, Lucas was one of the guitar players. He was in bands like Fall of the Bastards from, okay. from that area. And also, um, not in Gorge, but uh, some other bands. But it was such an amazing band to play nonstop. They wouldn't talk to anybody, and then they end their set on a dime. And it was Whoa. like you witnessed something. Um, and uh, and then Gordon, of course. Gordon Ashworth was just, he's an amazing musician. He did a lot of um, uh, ambient music on his own. But not only that, uh, like when I was a young person, um, they were just really great mentors, really yeah. kind to me. Um, and um, kind of like uh, didn't kind of cool guy me ever. You know, they weren't gatekeepers. Was, yeah, <laughs> they weren't gatekeepers at all. They were really uh, accepting uh, and then really encouraged. You know, me every time I saw them. And when I lived in Japan, I got to hang out with Charlie and Gordon when they did a little noise tour, and they invited me on stage to do guest vocals one time. There you go. Like great memory. So Nelt wrote. Nelt wrote starts with the K K N E L T R O T E. Okay. Brutal crazy what band. What was that other band? Charlie started afterwards. Charlie was in a band. He's in well, Sissy a band called Vile Horrendous Aerial Bombardment. That's the one. It's, it was with Gordon and yeah, there. yeah. Uh, so just the there were like the, there were these noise guys that also played grind, and it was like kind of pushing the limit of what what I think you could do with grind and noise. 
Bombardment was like because note wrote note wrote wasn't gross enough. Note wrote (laughs) had too many notes. Yeah, right. So so Gordon stopped playing. He made up a fake like a weird noise making guitar thing, and then they just played pure crazy noise. Wow! It just changed my life watching people play music like that. The time when I was growing up in Portland, there's just a lot of like wild grind bands like that. Yeah, that just like inspired me to play music the way I. He's a grind guy. I'm a grind yeah. guy. Yeah. Nice. It's, okay. It's, we're, there's a lot of grind guys in this album. It's, 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 it's actually sort of a like, secret grind guy. <laughs> <laughs> a lot, for his classic metal, <laughs> some of the stuff sounds, these guys these guys get pretty grindy. Yeah, well, it's funny because I had an epiphany going around the room yeah. as to what my, my most favorite, something I probably wouldn't listen to at all now, but one of the reasons I moved to Seattle in the first place was the Blood Brothers. Oh my oh, gosh. Such a sordid incredible. history listening to that band. When I was 16, I grew up in North Carolina. Yeah. yeah. And I'd really say for important. most of my career of being a musician, I couldn't find other people to play music with. So that band was so unbelievably weird and ostracizing. Yeah. And I thought that, I mean, you've got your Unwound, you have your Botch, there's like, <laughs> you know, all these. I mean, even. Uh, Conate's not from out this way. Right? Yeah. Conate is from out yeah, this way. Yeah, that's what I thought. Not, I not well, the, Seattle, the sun, Seattle, but like, the, yes. That, yeah, that yeah. whole group, I was just, and I thought music out here was so weird. Yeah. And I wanted to, I wanted nothing but to play like the weirdest, like most kind of messed up music possible. <laughs> and, and now you do, because yeah. like everything in the extreme metal scene up here is super alienating, and we play really that's straightforward music, now which makes us for the most, most extreme band. Yeah, that's legitimately why I think I want to play in like a like a verse chorus verse, because like early on in my career, it was like I was writing like Orthrealm knockoff music, or like right. like I had I think I legitimately had a Click Attack Ikatawi. Yeah, seven, like seven that. inch or something like really obscure like gravity records yeah stuff. i don't know this is the stuff that blows my mind like i don't know how ryan knows these bands i saw click at ikatawi in 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 college and i didn't and, I, and when you told me you know this i'm like how do you know this band of course it's mario rubicola and he played on hot snakes best record exactly. you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, i read the internet yeah. there <laughs> you that's go. all i had yeah, I, all, all i had was the internet yeah. and everything i watched i used to watch kexp video yeah. that this was the coolest place on earth because we didn't have anything like that yeah. in rural North Carolina. So. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, you, if uh, people can't come to the show, what's the best way to support you guys? I think check the record out. Yeah, yeah. yeah please just you, listen to listen it. Listen yeah. to it. You know what I mean? If you're, if you're a vinyl person, sure, buy it. But honestly, mm-hmm. just listen to that Just thing. listen to it. Yeah. Well, Nameless Grave Records, too. Oh, yeah. 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 Records. Records. It's such a, you know, it's such a hard time for everybody and these, you know, these guys are, you know, basically paying out of their pocket, they are doing you know, the, to the support good, us. They're doing the good bands, work and they so. put these beautiful records yeah. out. I look at Nameless Grave and it's just like so many releases, it's like, you know, they do all these reissues, super yeah. curated, tons of love. It's obvious, yeah. it's, you know what I mean? I, I was excited that they wanted to put, you know. Yeah. That's awesome. Out. Yeah. Brandon and Nameless Grave. Thank and Sean and Wise Blood. Blood. Thank really you. good people. Can't can't thank you both of you enough. Yeah. And and can I can I just add one more thing? You know, I, like I know it seems it's true. Like if you follow us on Instagram, 
follow us on Bandcamp, follow us on Spotify. We will not blow your spot up, I promise you. But like <laughs> every time someone follows us, first of all, we get that nice little dopamine hit, which is <laughs> uh, intriguing in this like very encroaching post-apocalypse. Um, but also like numbers do matter. Like, I don't think like listeners realize that, but like your numbers do matter and they make it easier for us to book. Sh- maybe, maybe shows not run by our friends, which we haven't had a chance to really do yet. You know, like now that we've got the album, that we really, I think we want to like play out. We'd like to go to Portland. We'd yeah. like to like do some other things. And like the, the more, the more like hard data we have to to be able to like demonstrate, the easier that is. I, it sounds corny, no, but it's we're true. We're such an analytics based thing. <laughs> it's it's me. We I'm an analytics dweeb. Really that's, the that's the yeah. sci-fi. Right. <laughs> we talk about this when we're printing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> What's our ratio? Exactly. Well, okay. Well, thanks, guys, for coming through. Again, the album is called Brace for Impact, available uh, by the time you hear this. Uh, it'll be coming out in a week. Uh, again, on the 25th, Nameless Grave Records, pre-order it, vinyl, CD, or just listen to it. Spanish Ballroom in Tacoma, September 4th, Sabretooth Music Festival with Yab, Ludacra, Year of the Cobra, Helms Ali, and Colony Drop. Any final words before we jump into the Clockwork Grip? Thank you. Very much. Yeah. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank Kevin. you so much. You're welcome. You, My pleasure. Stoked for the record. Thanks for the copy of it. And uh, let's just jump right into it, all right? Right All right, here it is. It's the Clockwork Grip by Colony Drop on Metal Shop. 